The name of the pod was our last, best hope for peace. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, the year the Great War came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2259. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Episode 41, Confessions and Lamentations, in which an epidemic brings about the end of the Markab people. From the depopulated and smoking ruins of the Markab capital, this is the name of the pod, the Babylon 5 podcast about the enduring cultural legacy of the 1990s television program Babylon 5. I am one of your co-hosts, John Cassie, and I am joined uh, by the only other living person on Markab Prime. Chris Tatro. Chris, here we are, you and... I gotta say, this is kind of a dream. You know, being here and just nobody around. I mean, I mean, there's you, and I'll, I'll deal with that. But, you know, <laughs> that's a, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, liking this. Right. Your 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 glasses are are uh, are, are are intact. Yes. You got some books. You can read Markab. Yep. There's no one else around. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's just one of the many things, Chris, that make this a very special episode. So special. Of Babylon Five. Very special. Yeah. So very special. I'm going to put a warning um, up front here for, for folks listening. We've gotten some comments in the past that, that, that we hate on episodes too much. Um, and, and we hate on the show in general. And, I, you know, I hope that you've listened enough to know that's not true and that we love right. this show. We wouldn't right. be spending this much of our lives watching it and talking about it if we didn't really love it, honestly. But some episodes... Yeah, I mean, some episodes yeah, don't work. Even the most fervent fan has to acknowledge that that you know there's a there's there's a there's a Star Trek five in every franchise. That's right. You know that's right. Everything and got you a know there th- and, and and there's a um, uh, you know there's a the outcast or there's a uh, the cloudminders or any one of a uh, hundred other very special episodes of other programs mm-hmm. in every program. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes writers, producers, directors, showrunners, they kind of lose their way a little bit. They try to slip one of these message episodes in kind of, you know, o- over the, you know, over the finish line. Maybe we're not paying enough attention or maybe we actually like message television. And this kind of, this kind of storytelling is really resonant. But for me, and Chris, I know that that I'm, I, I can speak for you in this way as well. These kind of very special episodes, these kind of message episodes where the message is heavy, it's delivered in a heavy way, and it's about the message. It's not really about the characters or the setting that we've come right. to know and love. It's really about the message. They yeah. almost never work. No, no, they don't. And and yeah, I, I, I do... I wonder why they don't. I mean, I think that they usually come from big asterisk there for to take up later. Usually come from a a, a place of good intentions that a creator like JMS will say, "Hey, I really want to, you know, bring home a message about this or that or the other thing." Now, the asterisk is when, you know, things come down from on high, uh network 
administ- country administration, um, you know, and, and suddenly you have Nancy Reagan on your show telling kids to say no to drugs. Um, but most of the time, I think that that when you get a message show, message episode like this one, you know, that that JMS felt you know, he had something to say about how people kind of lose their minds and get caught up in their their cultural baggage around disease in particular, um, and it gets in the way of of effective uh, effective treatment. And but boy, you know, it just gets. It, too often, it's just it's just hammered so hard. Yeah, there's no nuance. Well, it, right, right. I, I I think that for for me, um, you know, and, and anytime we have one of these kinds of episodes in in television that we love, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I I'm a I'm a huge fan of Babylon Five, even though I don't think this episode is particularly effective. Uh, I think one of the things that helped to make it not effective is that it came after in the Shadows of Zahadum. Which was so good, right? That we had right. this sort of brilliant episode, and then we sort of come over here, and it's like, ugh, what? Why are we yeah. doing this? What are we doing this for, you know? And this really could have been anywhere in the sequence of, of the show. I mean, there's, right. nothing to, right. there's nothing to tie it to this, this point in the storyline. And in a lot right. of ways, I think this feels like a season one episode. Well, it, it it feels it feels like an episode out of time in some respects, right? Yeah. You know, like like yeah. you could have you could have inter you could have interchanged it for virtually any episode in yeah. in season one, and and maybe you know, um, you know, ha- halfway through season two, and you would not have disrupted the the kind of narrative thread of the main arc, kind of in mm-hmm. any way, right? Mm-hmm. N- nor would you have lost anything. By doing it, you know, in 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 some respects, it's more effective than some of the first season um, kind of message episodes. You know, you know, believers, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. you know, by any means necessary, where you know, where sort of the politics or the social justice narrative or or, or whatever mm-hmm. is just d- d- you know delivered with so little subtlety that that y- y- you know you almost feel like you're you're drinking from the fire hose. You know, of right. uh, of of uh, um, you know, no, this is serious. Mm-hmm. Pay attention, you know. It's like mm-hmm. you know you can you can do very compelling story about now and about mm-hmm. the problems we have in our society right now. In in genre, you can do it. Babylon Five does it mm-hmm. when it's successful. It's about Babylon Five, and it's about its characters, and it's about the way in which they're dealing with the universe. Right. Mm-hmm. In other genre programs, it's because they, you know, our characters, our viewpoint characters are implicated. They're, 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 they, they're, not, they can't be, they can't be mm-hmm. extricated, right, from the right. story that's happening. You could yeah. extricate every member of the Babylon Five crew, with the exception, perhaps, of Doctor Franklin, from this story, and mm, you still have, you still have. Uh, you know, the, the, the story would still hold together. If you pull mm-hmm. out all of our viewpoint characters and our main characters from one of these kinds of stories, the story shouldn't hold together. It shouldn't make sense. Right. 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 At, at least at least that's my perspective. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think there are, like you said, there are examples in Babylon 5 of these kinds of things working. I think more when it gets into looking at, at um, political kinds of issues, um, the intersection of politics and society, 
which this does in a way, but, you know, it, kind of looking ahead when we see kind of the story arc, the, the long build story arc of the Night Watch, which yep. is very much about, you know, government intrusion, uh, you know, into into society, paranoia among, <laughs> you know, planting paranoia among people and, you know, making everyone sort of turn in their neighbors and that kind of thing. Um, that works. And I think it works because... It works better because it's got a longer, slower burn. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it doesn't just, you know, it's, it, maybe, maybe the reason this episode didn't work for us is because it's so self-contained. And, maybe. you know, if, if there'd been maybe over three or four episodes, we'd seen this, this disease building and had mm-hmm. rumblings of it. Um, and then it's finally capped off with, you know, with what we get you know, in, in the, the, the exclusion zone with, uh, uh, with linear coming out and saying, no, no one, um, yeah. which was, which was, which was super powerful. I mean, uh, uh, you know, yeah. that I thought that was, you know, that was just an amazing piece of the episode. Um, yeah. you know, I, stretch it out more. Um, uh, but, or is that my 2018 viewer mentality trying to impose on a more, you know, where, where episodic was more the name of the game back in 1995. I'm not right. sure. Even on this show, right? Yeah. E- e- even on this show, there is a certain there, there is a there is a, a balancing of the episodic with the with the long arc, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we we and we talk about the kind of well, what would the show look like if it was in a prestige format on, you know, on on Netflix or whatever, mm-hmm. and it would be hard to imagine this this storyline surviving a, uh, uh, a a winnowing of story, right, mm-hmm. in this form. You right. could see it, to your point, becoming a like a B or a C plot that runs underneath the main plot if they extended it from one episode to three or four or five, right? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe if if the disease had had unequivocally spread to mm-hmm. to humans and to Drazi, mm-hmm. right? Or if it had yeah. spread to both Centauri and Narn, mm-hmm. only Centauri and Narn, right? Okay, yeah. well, that, that's still a little heavy-handed, but at least it would have implicated our sort of main, our main characters in some way, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. you get, uh, you know, you, you get... Uh, um, you know, you get Veer, and you get you get Veer in the quarantine zone. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's been quarantined, right? You put Lanier in there because he's he's trying to he's trying to do the work of his faith. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have the two of them talking. One of our lieutenants dying, and the other putting his life in jeopardy. Well, mm-hmm. now now it's about the characters we care about. Yes. Yes. Right? And yes. now it's still a message episode. And mm-hmm. so I would still probably struggle with it. But I'd be able to give away my struggle in favor of this other really good stuff. Mhm. Right. Right. And, and, you know and, and and even though I mean we we've seen the the Markab really from the start of the show and they've you know, they've been around, they were mentioned pretty prominently just in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's, they didn't have, they didn't just whip up a new, 
uh, a new alien type out of thin air to have them die 42 minutes later. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, give them credit. Uh, definitely give the show credit for that. But I, I, as you say, I wish, I wish that it had more impact to, to drive. If, if you're going to bring this kind of message home, it, you know, it needs to feel more personal. You know, other than the doctor in this, I don't know that I knew the name of any, any Markov character. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So, um, so, So I mean for 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 me I'm always going to be waiting for that kind of connection to what you've told me for now 40 plus episodes I really should care about and if mm-hmm. you don't make that connection for me uh and I can't make it myself I'm going to go away from the episode wondering you know what you know what just happened mm-hmm. right because there's some mm-hmm. there's some stuff in here that I that I definitely connected to, right? I I like it when we get Mimbari content that relates to the practice of their of their religion, mm-hmm. right? That's played mm-hmm. a little silly because y- yeah. y- y- you know because um, because Sheridan is so done in by you know a, mm-hmm. a twenty hour shift or whatever, um, but I like the fact that. You have in this sort of eating ceremony mm-hmm. the kind of cultural practices about uh, about ritual that that they're routine, right? I mean, they're all over human society, right? right. You know, I mean, L- L- Lanier is essentially a monk doing doing a, 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 you know kind of a, a, an adjunct duty to Delenn mm-hmm. herself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and monks will often do things that non-monkish people would say, that's crazy, right? Because you know? the way that they do them, the deliberateness in which right. every act is sanctified. That's right. That's right. Um, and, and that definitely comes out. And, and it fits. fits perfectly with what you know about Mimbari uh, religion and culture. Right. Yeah. And... And it helps to make the decision by Delenn and Lanier to go into the exclusion zone mm-hmm. all that more resonant. Mm-hmm. Because we've already seen earlier some more expressions you know, uh, uh, of how much they're willing to put their, their faith tradition into action. Mm-hmm. Right? And that, to me, uh, was, you know, was, was resonant. You know, there, there are folks on the you know, if you read the Lurker's Guide page to to this episode, there's a lot of, you know, short, uh, 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 sort of uh, uh, annoyed sentences by JMS uh, responding to what was clearly a barrage of criticism of this episode when it came out. Yeah. You know, uh, he's he, clearly he's got he got tired of shoveling himself out from under all the all the withering critique, but. Uh, yeah, we don't get to um, see what the critiques were or what right, the messages right. sort of aimed at him were. We just see that the one side of the conversation, but it's it's pretty clear that that uh, I think he thought this would be better received than it was, and he he seems kind of defensive about it. Um, yeah. Some, I mean, hey, anytime something that you create is is attacked, and we know how people on the internet can be, um, it's it's hard not to be defensive. 
but uh, yeah, I think he had some justification in some of his some of his responses there. But he definitely feels like it, you know, it it, it hit a little close for him, and he got a little growly about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of interesting in that most of these, um, uh, most of these kind of a very special episode of or kind of message episodes. Mm-hmm. When they when they miss, they they kind of catastrophically miss. They just they're wide by a mile, mm. um, and I don't know if this was a wide by a mile kind of thing. I think that there was yeah. look the threads were there to make it really yeah. resonant, yeah. and they didn't get tied together. Yeah, I, the the implication the 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 images that we see of the entire Markov population, other than maybe some who are off you know, on some other world someplace who didn't get exposed, like the entirety being wiped out. Um, it, it was, was, I mean, I was, I found it, I found it shocking. I found, yeah, you know, right. even though it's not directly affecting any of our main list of, of characters, um, it's still, you know, it still had a, a lot of, uh, a lot of impact behind it. Uh, you know, more so than, than the buildup, which was just, you know, felt to me like 40 minutes of, of, well, this is our, this is our cultural and religious beliefs. Well, that's stupid science. Uh, yeah, right. Back right. and forth kind of stuff. Uh, and, and as I said before, Dr. Franklin just absolutely lampshading the whole thing by, by talking about, you know, the black death and AIDS and um, what's the other one he mentions? Let's see if it gets some sort of fictitious... Right, future disease that he comes up with or something, Chalmers syndrome. Yeah. Right. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something, but something we have to look forward to. I kind of liked as well, and sort of wished that we'd gotten a little bit more. Uh, more kind of of this was, um, was sort of that that um, that shame piece mm-hmm. that that the you know the Markab had about uh about Drafa, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This idea of sort of um that it's it's unclean right mm-hmm. or or that uh you know that that there's there's a sort of you know both social and and spiritual and cultural danger Right, mm-hmm. about that that sort of associates with it. Uh, there's a uh, there's an, an anthropologist named Mary Douglas, who is uh, who you know who who was uh, famous for writing about these very ideas. Um, she wrote a book in 1966 called Purity in Danger, which really was about very much what this uh, you know what was kind of going on, uh, you know, with the. Um, you know, with with the Markab, she has this idea, a, a, you know, where she's sort of defining what, uh, y- you know, what sort of what's dirty. What does it mean to mm-hmm. be dirty? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she 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 asks that question, and then she sort of reads very broadly in human culture, and you know, sort of looking at ritual practice and religion, and you know, and all of these kind. You know, she's talking about kosher laws and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. An extraordinary book. Um, and it's like, I wonder if JMS read it 
and decided not to fully put its thesis into place, or if he was trying to, yeah, if he was trying to maybe open the story up in some ways that it didn't, that ultimately didn't become effective. I'm not really sure, but, uh, you know, if you like anthropology, friends, then uh, Purity and Danger is well worth reading. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of an extraordinary, an extraordinary book that talks about, you know, the ways in which we as, as, as humans, at least, try to maintain a kind of order in our, you know, in our Mm -hmm. environment, right? Mm-hmm. And it was clear to the Markabs that that Drafa was the most profound disorder, right? Right. 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 Yeah. You know, in some ways, I, I wonder if he didn't, JMS didn't want to delve more into the nature of the shame and the nature of the, you know, the uncleanness, um, because he wanted this to to hit... So I'm of two minds of it. Did he did he want to make this more applicable, largely applicable to any number of kinds of situations, um, or is it that I mean this is still 1995? Yeah, uh, you know, talking uh, talking about AIDS was still a very very touchy kind of thing. You know, we're, we're out of the 80s at least, but yep. Um, he he probably didn't want to and or knew that the network wouldn't want him to uh, dial in too specifically on, you know, alleged behaviors or uh, natures of that uncleanliness specifically in that context. I mean, he, he's he's writing an AIDS allegory here. Yeah, you know, as right, much as he's, right. As much as he has Dr. Franklin go on about the, about the Black Death, you know, and get a lot of historical things, you know, horrifically wrong about that, which yep. we'll leave for another podcast. Right, um, right. And uh, uh, that's, I mean, that's what he was talking about. I mean, you, you don't write one of these stories in, in 1995 and not be talking about AIDS. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, think about what's going on in the, in the culture in the mid 1990s, the movie Philadelphia, mm-hmm. 1993. Okay. Okay. I would have thought and that was later. No, no. Uh, hmm. Well, it's late 1993 and it's, hmm. uh, it's in the, uh, uh, the, the next year is, you know, sort of Academy Awards. Sure. Uh, you know, um, and, and you think about Pedro Zamora, who mm-hmm. was on uh, The Real World. Right. Season uh, one. Yeah. And he was a, uh, a, you know, kind of a major, um, you know, a, 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 a major uh, a figure in mm-hmm. bringing, uh, you know, HIV issues and, uh, you, you know, uh, and a gay face mm-hmm. to, you know, to television. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he, it was, it was very, very early, mm-hmm. very early yeah. days. I mean, you know, he, he, he died in 1994, right? So this wow. is sort of the cont, right? My, my memory of how that he, how, what went in what order in the nineties is completely messed up. Yeah. See, I thought that, I, again, I thought that was like 98, 99. I thought it was much, much later. So. Yeah. Um, so, so th- this is this is sort of the you know the world in which we're, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of in in which we're working, yeah. and 
you know, as a, um, you know, as a gay person, I always found in, you know, those kinds of attempts to tell those stories, mm-hmm. uh, really, they, uh, they, I always felt sort of uncomfortable by them because mm-hmm. they were just not, I don't know, they, they, they weren't, they either weren't, uh, honest enough or they, they didn't feel authentic enough. Mm-hmm. Um, or they felt like they were, they were, these weren't people, they were, they were their issue. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you're not a, sure. you're not a person. You're a, you know, you're a, you're an affliction or you're an mm-hmm. orientation. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where sometimes these episodes go really badly wrong is that they don't let, they don't let people be people. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, when you, maybe when you, when you, when you think about message episodes or, or these kinds of things that really do work. It's because the characters who are having the experience from which we're supposed to derive a message remain real people or that, or they remain the characters that we've come to know and love. Right. Right. Or. Yeah. It's, it, or, it's a combination of what we said before of it involves the characters that we are um, invested in already yes. um, with, with, having characters who have more depth than just, Oh, I'm going to show up and you know, I'm going to get this disease and die. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I completely agree. Right. Yeah. You're, you're there to die. mm -hmm. Right. Or you're there to suffer and for us to be sympathetic about your suffering. Yeah. And to be angry about the people who are being idiotic about your plight. Right. Who, who might all be one and the same. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, all, yeah. all of that taken together as a, as a storyteller, mm-hmm. uh, I really struggle with. Yeah. It's like, no, you got, guys, you got you to gotta rise. You got to rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Some, I mean, we were talking before, uh, before we started recording some of the better, uh, very special episodes that, that I could think of, uh, were were things from the from the seventies or from you know from my early childhood? I think before these things started to become more cliched, but they all you're right. They all involved the 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 characters of the show themselves going through something or right or having to overcome something in some way. Um, you know, I joked before about different strokes, but you know they you know they the 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 episode with the uh, with the bicycle man talking about you know sexual abuse of, of children you know, with uh, with WKRP's Gordon Jump uh, right. as 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 the the offender there um, you know even though it doesn't happen to I'm forgetting his the character's name in different strokes uh, is it Arthur the kid. Gary Coleman's character. Gary Coleman's character, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, it's gone. It doesn't happen. It's gone. To, it doesn't keep, happen keep to Gary. Keep talking, I will I, sure, sure, I will sure. find Thank it. You. It doesn't happen to Gary Coleman himself, but uh but it still is um it's it you know it has a lot of oomph there. Arnold. Um, Arnold, Arnold, Arnold. 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 Yes, thank you. <laughs> Boy. 
the moment you said Arthur, I'm like, that isn't it. Well, because I, I had can't, Gordon I jump can't in my head. Not, that's right. You know, so yeah, what am I going to do? Um, right, right, right. And, uh, you know, Maud, uh, the episode where, where Maud has an abortion was. Right. Shocking. Know, just shocking and so powerful. And it's, right. and it's, you know, it wasn't just someone coming onto the show and having this issue. And, and it's about, it's about her. It's about right. the, the titular character right. of this show. Right. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the other things, you know, like MASH or, um, shows from from that era that I think handled it before it became before it became just kind of a, a goofy cliche of the very special episode. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about this kind of kind of uh, uh, thing in in genre TV. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I I think I think you've you've hit it, Chris, that Back in the in the the heyday of the Norman Lear television empire, you know, all in the family mm-hmm. and Maud and the Jeffersons and all these and mm-hmm. all these programs, yeah. right? When they when they did these kind of social message programs, they still felt sort of new, right? And it's so yeah. transgressive, right? Yeah, nobody and, was and, talking and, about these things before, right? Right, and 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 frankly, you you give. You give B. Arthur, you give Gene Stapleton, you give mm-hmm. these actors of extraordinary talent this great material, and they're going to mm-hmm. elevate it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because, because it's about characters that we've come to know and love and appreciate, it becomes the most profound dramatic experience, right? Mm-hmm. And... We don't always get the same kind of opportunity to fall in love with characters in genre television because so many mm-hmm. genre programs run for a short amount of time, don't they? Yeah, or they right? focus more on the on the meta plot than they do on the characters. Right, right. So, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, in in Star Trek: The Original Series. Uh, a taste of Armageddon is in season one, mm-hmm. right? So even though the Enterprise is 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 implicated, it is uh, marked as a casualty in the Aminiar Vendicar crisis, <laughs> right? Uh, Tell me you pulled like, that out of out of the top of your hat. You didn't look what? that up. Tell me, did you what? remember those names, Aminiar and Vendicar? Absolutely. Okay, come on. Just checking. Oh, that's one of my. This is one of my all-time favorite episodes of Star Trek. But it has Same. nothing to do with the mission. It has mm. all to do with Scotty being in command of the Enterprise and being just mm. a total badass, yeah. right? You know, you, yes. you, it will be over my dead body that we're going to report down. You'll never get your hands on me engines, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- think, thinking about maybe some episodes, maybe some occasions when it actually did work. Um, far Beyond the Stars, Deep Space mm-hmm. Nine. It's not even about the characters, but it's the actors are are, are we're we're so invested in in their stories, right? Mm-hmm. That the fact that it's so obviously a, a heavy-handed 
story about race, it nevertheless resonates. Um, the, 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 the sort of notion that, uh, you know, that war is no place for, you know, for, for human dignity. Well, that's, that's all over space above and beyond. Right. Right. Um, you know, war as a, war is a traumatic and dehumanizing experience almost from the first hour of that program. Mm-hmm. That's what that show's about. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, what, what are tanks, right? It's all mm. about, uh, uh, you know, what, what makes a human a human, right? Mm-hmm. But because Cooper Hawks and uh, Colonel McQueen are just so profoundly well-written characters... We can assimilate the message by respecting the characters. Right. 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 And that's where I think when these things work, they work because we've seen the arc of the character. Mm -hmm. And now they're in this place, Maude having to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Um, Edith Bunker being raped. Mm -hmm. Right. And... And it's handled in a way that stays always deeply focused in the character rather Mm -hmm. than on the message. Right. Right. You know, uh, Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties becoming addicted to diet pills. It's about the diet pills. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, that Family Ties is the turning point. Yeah, right, isn't it? That's almost, that's that's your, your fulcrum where I think... Where I think it goes, where these these kinds of things go from being well delivered to being uh, being kind of an ironic joke. Yeah, um, it's somewhere in it's it's right about in the middle of that of that era. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, in, you mentioned the 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 sort of war is hell, you know, very special message, um, and I think that's probably the most the most common or the easiest one to do in a lot of the genre uh the genre fiction because i think a lot of a lot of what we've seen for the last you know 20 or or 30 years in genre television has been has been war or or military driven right in a lot terrorism of ways. right yeah yeah yep. you know um you know the expanse babylon 5 uh space above and beyond right deep space 9 um, right, you know, there the Enterprise, you know, it's all. Yep. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I wonder how much. It's it's uh, you know, we, we've also seen more genre television in the last you know twenty or thirty years than there was back in like the the seventies and and the when when totally. the, when the good episodes of good message episodes are being written, and uh, you know, part of me wonders if if it's just that that we haven't had a lot of these just phenomenal, like Norman Mailer type writers who've come in to science fiction television. Right. Uh, You know, because it's not, it's not what they did. I mean, back in the, in the seventies, you made, you made family based sitcoms or, or things like that. Um, Whereas, as you know, today, you know, Norman Mailer would be on a, writing for a, a superhero show on the 
right. on the on the the, the CW. <laughs> on, 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 um, yeah, or, or he'd be working on Netflix original yeah, that's programs. 90, right. Yeah. It's ninety percent of what's what's out there today. So yeah. I think yeah. you know, as as you see a lot of this a lot of our genre shows and, and themes taking over television, hopefully we'll yeah. get you know, that's where the better writers will shift to. Because yeah. that's where the money is. Yeah. Right. Um I, I think that uh that if I'm looking at message, uh, a, t- a television mm-hmm. that has a message, but that is riveting television mm-hmm. in our contemporary space, right? 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. I, I have to, I have to be honest with you. I'm going right back to a JMS property. I'm going to Sense Eight. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. What a piece of television it yeah. cares so much about questions that 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 we're just struggling with as a society you know mm-hmm. uh, class and race gender and sexuality mm-hmm. uh, uh uh gender identity mm-hmm. uh um uh ethnicity uh poverty right i mean it is it is doing yeah. all of that work mm-hmm. but within a dramatic context that is unlike any i've experienced in I mean, I, I, I watch that program, and I am absolutely riveted. Mm-hmm. So much so yeah. that, that, that when I finished season two, I went right back to the first episode. Nice. Kind of like when, yeah. you know, when, when you and I were reading... Infinite um, Jest. Infinite Jest, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I knew where you were going the? with that. Yes. <laughs> what the... What? Just yeah. happened. You, I just you read 1,194 <laughs> right. and you flip right. back to page one. Right. Maybe <laughs> yeah. if I go back to page one, I can figure out what the heck we're talking about. You know, yeah. I didn't feel yeah. that badly about Sense8, but I wanted to go no. back and see. All right. First viewing, I got the surface read, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. let me fill in the subtlety, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I haven't finished season two of that yet because oh, I, Chris. I don't want to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. As we record so, this, the, um, the, 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 the date of the final movie has been released. It'll be out in a couple of months. Oh, uh, oh I didn't in, know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, they're, they're, they're giving it a wrap-up, a two-hour yeah. two I knew they finale. were wrapping it, but I didn't know that they'd announced the date for it. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's going to be a few months from now. Um, tragic, 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 I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can appreciate that that, that show cost, you know, a Brazilian <laughs> dollars an episode to film because it's everywhere i can't imagine the logistics of the shooting right, schedule right, of that show right, it, it, right. it gives me a slight panic attack whenever i think about you know right how just that must be arranged it. right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah just watching it i'm having spilkus you know yeah um, yeah uh friends I'm, I'm i'm wondering what your thoughts are on uh on very special episodes you know i hope that when uh uh when when you have a chance to listen to this and you've you've listened to us kind of go around and around the bend a little bit on uh, on on these ideas, you know that you'll that you'll always do us the courtesy of of pointing out to us where we've we've sold B five short or where we've missed a point or where we've you know where we've we've sort of misinterpreted uh, you know something that well to everyone else this is obvious but to you two knuckleheads you couldn't figure that out um, and um, we'll be the first to admit that'll happen yeah for sure for sure uh, we uh, we we want to. Thank you as always for uh, for for listening and uh, you know spending 
<laughs> how does it go? You've, you've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to <laughs> the plot. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. In this case, you've wasted only 40 minutes. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we, as, as always, uh, we hope that you'll look us up on our Facebook group and, uh, you know, you'll share your thoughts with us there and that you'll write us at the name of the pod at gmail.com. You'll find us on our webpage. Just go into any any old search engine. I checked this last week. It'll take you right to us. Uh, yeah. And um, and I hope that you'll join us again, uh, you know, next week. As frankly, we, we, we go we go back into uh, kind of your your main storyline of B5 and we start hurtling towards uh, the uh, the final episode of the season, which like last week's episode in the Shadow of Zahadoom, is full of surprises. Mm. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye, everybody. See you, Chris.